Alright guys, welcome back to the third, I believe, episode of Completely Pointless. Today you got the normals with you, I'm Jeremy. Nick. And I'm Brandon. And so I know you guys had some topics you wanted to talk about, but before that, uh, I think we need to get a little serious, have a serious moment here for a second. Um, oh no. You know, we talked about some stuff last week that didn't go over very well, and some people are upset, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry. I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the table. We don't agree with what we said, but we do believe in it. Um, I just want everyone to know that we will never call it Pokemon Arceus again, all right? We realize it's Pokemon Arceus. It's Arceus, yes. And um, we just want to say we're sorry. Wait, who was upset about that? No one. I me. apologize <laughs> so much. <laughs> so, so deeply. Nick, how are you saying you're not sorry? Of my being. How dare no, you? No, dude, I'm not how sorry at all. dare you? You know, how how can I be wrong whenever I didn't even know I was wrong in the first place? Okay. Um, I mean, you can definitely still be very wrong. Never, dude. I don't know. But if you ever worked with me, you'd know I'm never wrong, dude. <laughs> I know. That's I've just known you for years, and I know you that way. <laughs> Sound like all my old. We managers. would argue so much. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and Nick you and me would just argue. Because he knew it irked me. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you should ask Noah. Uh, dumbest fucking points. You should ask Noah and Sam. I'm still the same. Have not changed. <laughs> no, I know you are. <laughs> I absolutely know you are. <laughs> so do we want to save uh, yours for later, Brandon? Since it's uh, you know going to be a hot take for us? Yeah, yeah, we can save mine for a little bit. Cool. You know, we're all about hot takes here. That's why we have to apologize so much. Would y'all want to go ahead and start it off with uh, our the one that was suggested? Oh yeah, Absolutely. so Sounds like we got fun. suggested uh, a topic to discuss or just you know talk about, conversate about, share our opinions um, for video games, uh, quantity over or quality over quantity. So what we're seeing a lot in today, and this was a suggestion from one of my coworkers, Ryan Brunston. He's also a friend. And uh, <clears throat> basically talking about how the games being released lately have been just kind of pushed out, you know, early. Uh, well, you know, obviously early. Um, you know, they, the companies will say it's not early, but, you know, they, they come out a broken mess. And it's just been like, you know, this constant flow of video games. Because, I mean, we get new video games every year. So not always from the same developer, but I mean, a basically lot of saying the same developer. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of times. <laughs> Like, I mean, the the sports games are, are an example. I mean, just Cyberpunk, uh, yeah. Fallout 76. I, I really want to talk about Fallout 76, personally. Yeah. Well, for that, I saw you mention, or you had Cyberpunk's written down. As, are you saying that's a quality or a quantity game? Uh, well, it's just one of those games I feel like was pushed out too early. Too early. Yeah, I can definitely right? see like that. Right, like it was rushed. Like it's qual, it was... it's qual, it's quantity over quantity, right? They're just pushing these games out before they're ready just to get the quantity out. Because uh, see, I don't know if that one. I would say it's it was rushed. More of they just had a lot of programming or a lot of like back end problems going into it. So well, in that they're case, it wasn't ready like, to be released, right? Well, yeah, but you could also make the argument that you know once a company, especially like CD Projekt Red, who doesn't do a lot of uh, they don't release a whole lot. You know, they only have a certain amount of games every every year. If they just continuously develop on this one game endlessly and never release it, they're going to go bankrupt. So there is a point where they have to release it, no matter what state it's in. So it may not yeah. really be that they're rushing it. It's just more like, if we don't release this now, 
get you know that surge of games off of the original release or surge of money then we're gonna go under and this game's not gonna get released was that the case though for cyberpunk do you know I I don't think so. I don't think that was the case for Cyberpunk. I it's I mean there were no reports saying that's ex, you know ex, what happened. No one actually confirmed it, but they were developing that game for what like ever since Witcher Three came out. So it was ten years, something like that. Well, then that means it's to me that just means they need to reprioritize. Right. If you're if you're struggling to get a game out on your deadline, then you need to reprioritize and either make the game not look nearly as crazy or good yeah. and focus more so on the gameplay aspect and the functionality. Right. Yeah, you know, you need to cut back on the feature creep. They just like, oh, let's add, you know, sex games in and let's add gambling games well, in and let's make cars <laughs> that will drive themselves. And So I got a take for this and it's pretty hot. I like it. Talking about the main character of Cyberpunk? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just kind of the topic, topic in general. It, it kind of falls under for me, like, yes, quantity over quality. You mean quality but... over quantity? Or the game Cyberpunk falls into a quality well, or quantity well, it, over quality? It's not so much as Cyberpunk. It's, uh, I, part of me, deep down, the internet ruined gaming. How so? That's a spicy take right there. It, it, I mean, I mean, I, I kind we're of agree, but to, we're gonna have to. I want to apologize again next week. I want to hear Brandon's <laughs> explanation. Sorry, internet. So, back in the day, before the internet, so really, like, the original Xbox was kind of the first one that had internet connectivity. But it wasn't so much, it was internet connectivity to play with your friends, right? They didn't really have downloaded patches. Like, the disc is the game you play. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they had some downloaded patches back then. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I I get what you're saying. But, so, so, in in that time, the CD released is the CD is the exact game that the developers expected you to play. Oh, yeah. So they had to uh they had to go about had to make sure it was like, finished. Had to make sure it had minimal bugs. Right. So I mean, that, oh, I get what you I get what that, you're saying now. Turn, I get what you're saying. They they had to release a finished game. Right, like it couldn't they, be a buggy couldn't. mess and fix it later kind of idea, right? Yeah, because gaming now is, well, we can ship these CDs out, but we have another team working for a day one patch. So right, like now, fixes right out the gate, so, and you're like, so okay. now you get a CD, and you have to take two hours to download it, and then mm. you have to take another two hours to download a patch <laughs> first yeah. day. Yeah, to but, fix a broken game. Well, but also, it's not like... In some developers, yeah, that is the case. But in other ones, you know, most games, they're still finishing the game up to the release date. And they don't get to decide the release dates. They're told the release dates. But in order to be able to get all their, you know, CDs into stores and be able to fulfill all those orders, they have to start the printing of those CDs 
months, if not years, ahead of the release date. So of course they're not going to have the game done because they, you know, they, they're working on it on these tight deadlines. So I kind, I get what you're saying. Whereas they, a lot of people rely on those, uh, those patches too heavily. Whereas they are like, yeah, uh, you know, we'll just fix it in post. But I don't think it's always necessarily the developers like trying to take advantage of it. No, no, I'm not saying like the developers. I mean, my main gripe is with these executives who are just don't understand the process it takes, right? Like how long it actually takes and how much work it actually takes to do this kind of thing. Whereas they're like, yeah. oh, you guys aren't done yet. Well, you should have been done because this is the release date. And they're like, well, it's not going to be a great game whenever it comes out and it's going <laughs> to get review bombed. And now our company is going to look terrible. Yeah. But, but... I mean, look at Bethesda. I mean, Bethesda completely tarnished their reputation with uh, 76. I mean, yeah, I still true. haven't played 76, but I have a Brian was saying that it's better now. It's still not perfect, but I mean, what Bethesda game has ever been perfect? Yeah. I mean, well, but even 76 the, was the worst by far, though. Kind of the positive side of that is it does give developers a chance to fix any problems. Like, they may right. not have realized there was a problem there, and then they're well, like, and I okay, can well, now that. I can give you some updates and fix everything. Whereas and back in I the... I can accept that, but totally cool for the that, most yeah. part, it's like... How many AAA games have you seen come out in the last five years that didn't have a day one patch? Yeah, almost none. I mean, most of them do. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like I can't complain about all the patches because game development is very difficult. <laughs> oh, and I know it is, but it's, it's, it's just one of those things that it's always going to be a much less lackluster like back in PlayStation 2 days. You went to the store, you bought a game, you went home, you put the game in, you played the game. Not, you went to the store, you bought a game, you came home, you waited two hours to play the game, you hit launch, and it says, oh, you need to update this game. Well, <clears throat> And then you wait even... another two hours, and then you play the game. Even aside from that, Say there isn't a day one patch. I mean, most of these games come out broken and unplayable. Cyberpunk one or uh, Cyberpunk was completely unplayable, almost like yeah, basically unplayable. So, uh, it was you know, if you're gonna come out consoles, it was pretty. Right, it was but pretty they released it. They released it knowing that though, like yeah, they knew very, well and good that it wasn't playable. So it's like, why release? Well, but well, again, it, it was. It probably goes back to there's just some executives saying you have to release the game now because they're accountants are screaming hey we haven't had a solid income in 10 years we're gonna go under if you don't sell this game right now right but nobody's saying make these massive games that are just like in like don't, don't quit trying to innovate as much in my opinion if you're constantly trying to innovate i mean look at blizzard blizzard doesn't really innovate that much they just take ideas that are already present and just make really good games based on those ideas they just improve on what everybody else is doing I mean, World of Warcraft wasn't the first MMO to come out. I mean, Asmongold made a really good point about this. Blizzard, with their new uh, survival game they're supposed to be coming out with, uh, probably within the next two years. I mean, it's not something that's new. It's just they, they like to take current ideas and just make a really good game based off of those ideas. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, I I always think that people should be trying new stuff and innovating and in anything they can do. So if you don't want to play a game that might be broken because they're doing a bunch of new stuff, 
Just don't totally play agree. those games. Play, play but, Blizzard games. But but not all the time, right? Like, if you want your company to survive, just put out, like, playable, fun games. Don't try and make Cyberpunk 2077 or whatever it is. I, I For me, that that falls into a position of if you're going to try and do something like that, have some revenue source that can sustain you spending the proper amount of time. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Doing like, that. Put out simple, easy, like not not simple, but like easier to make games. Something that you know is going to be just like a, you know, take a year or two to to come up with and make. You know, it doesn't have to be the most graphically beautiful thing and the most complicated game you can you can possibly make. Like uh, 76 and Cyberpunk were. Cyber, I mean, Cyberpunk still falls within the realm of the RPG, and so does 76. But it was like such a departure from what is normally done by those developers. It's like you should have had like some in-between games, some little things here and there for people to just put money into your company and you know get that revenue stream in. Rather than, and which kind of goes against the whole quality over quantity thing, but yeah. you know, at the at the to that point, it's like if you're making a game that isn't as complicated to make, it's way easier to make a good game. So it will be it will be of higher quality. It won't yeah. be as buggy. Well, you can actually uh, play it day one. So here's another question: since we're on the topic of quantity over or quality over quantity, what is your thought on indie games? Love it. Yeah, they're all awesome. on like early access. Like this isn't going to be complete for Never. eight <laughs> years while we work on it. That's yeah. a double, yeah, that's a double sided yeah. uh, sword. Honestly, I, I feel it's like, like a lot of those, um, you know, early access games, even though they call themselves early access, they're really just uh, active development. Like they're right. they're released. They're just they're still being games. worked on. Well, no, not that they're alpha games. I mean, because all they're doing is they have a game and they're releasing updates for it every year. A fully released AAA game would do that, but you wouldn't call it early access. It's just that there's telling you, like, we've released this game, but we're not done. Like, we're going to make more, like, we're going to make more product for you because we love this game and we want it to be better. Well, but but at that point, it they would, they wouldn't call it early access. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would be like, okay, we released it, but hey, we're still going to put out updates. Yeah, but then it comes back to what we're already talking about, where y'all are complaining that a AAA game, once it's released, should be done once it's released. And they're not Well, and that, that's saying. not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. It's that... It's not that it has to be absolutely 100% perfectly complete and polished. At least playable. Because, like, because even games back in the day, they still had bugs. They still, but those bugs never got fixed. They weren't like so game-breaking it, bugs either. Could it have been more enjoyable? Absolutely. But it's enjoyable in its own right because that's what the game is. But, like... When I'm talking about early access games, I'm talking Ark is a great example because it's been early access for like forever. its entirety. <laughs> yeah, it, it's <clears throat> never been officially released, and yeah, they're still. I think they had they did officially release it. Did they officially release I think it? They did like a year ago or so. Wow. 
but remember, but it's I one of those games sure. that we bought it what like when it first got announced <laughs> as early access like fucking six years ago it was like 2015 because we were in the dorms playing it yeah and so that's five years of air quote early access yeah but that i'm just trying to get y'all's opinion on that uh so but early access is always going to be kind of a gamble right yeah. like I mean, you can't always, you know, going into an early access game that it's not going to be just the most polished thing ever. Yeah. So I you're kind of taking that risk. I think they need a different term for it because it's kind of like Ark. You know, when it released, it was a it was playable and it had quite a bit in it, and most people would have settled for that being the whole game. But the devs didn't want to be like, yeah, it's released. This is the finished product. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. they they need a term. So they can say, like, hey, this is a game, you can play it, it's got all the stuff a game needs, but we're still actively making more for this game. Like, this isn't the final product of this game. Yeah, right. I do agree with that, that they should have a different name for it. Yeah. A different terminology, like, hey, this is an ongoing development game or something like that. I mean, yeah, but then that just opens up the window for people to just release these games that are constantly being patched and stuff like that. Which I understand the constant patching, right? Because there's all you can always make something better. Yeah. But like these are like they I don't know. I just have a problem with them releasing games. These AAA companies that are supposed to make like you know they have all this money. They're supposed to be releasing these really high quality games, but I mean most of the time it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I like to give the benefit of the doubt to the developers, just because, you know, I was doing coding for a while, so I knew a lot of people that did do software programming, and it's never, like, those are the people that make everything, right? But they don't yeah. get any choice in it, they're just told what to do, and it's like any other job, if you don't do it, you get fired, so... Like, I, yeah. you know, it's all right to be mad at the corporate structure of it, but just telling them to release this AAA game, that's absolute trash. But they're also, I guarantee you those executives have 40 emails and 30 memos on their desk that all say, hey, this is not done, don't release this. And they're just like, nah. Right, and that's kind of where my gripe is. It's like, quit, quit rushing everything out. Yeah. Yeah, I, if it's not finished, it's not finished. Like you should have another team or something, something working on something on. else, or you know, you should be more prepared. I guess yeah. is what I really think. Because uh, just the quality of games nowadays—they come out, they suck. They—I mean, mo like a lot of them you can't even play because they're so broken on like console or what have you. Uh... Which is is starting to turn into a thing where companies are starting to really shit their pants whenever this happens because they release a game and it gets terrible reviews, gets terrible reception and their their whole reputation is tarnished because of one release and it's like, is, was it worth it, right? Like, was putting that terrible product out worth what you got from it? Because a lot of people bought it because they expected it to be awesome because you hyped it up. Yeah, I mean, maybe well, they need to work on like PR or something like, maybe. be like, hey, you know, this, is, this isn't going to be a great game when it comes out, <laughs> just so you know. But then, but, uh, how do you how do you do that? You well, know? I think there's also there's like a huge stigma about delaying games. Like when g games get delayed, people just go up in arms about like, oh, you told us it was going to be ready. Fuck you. This is we want it now. And then they delay it 
but they don't delay it enough because they're so worried about the backlash that then they do rush out these, uh, you know, piece of trash games because they feel like they can't take the time to perfect them. So, so maybe say... PR should be instead of, hey, this amazing, fantastic, awesome, completely new rule defining game is coming out on this exact date at this exact time should turn into, hey, we're working on a really cool game. That's going to be really fun and really like innovative. We're not sure when it's going to come out, but it's coming. Just know that it's coming. Or go ahead and set your deadline way beyond what you expect it to be done by, like a year or two beyond that. That way, people aren't expecting it on a certain date, like, and then you can't meet that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Say like it's like a super cool game. I mean, and they they're like, hey, this is going to come out five years from now and then four years from now they're like hey we got finished with it so here you go (laughs) get everybody fucking hype i mean mean, a great example of that was um what was that fallout mobile game fallout Fallout shelter shelter yeah they nobody even knew they were making that they were just announcing um what was it what were they announcing 76 right they were just teasing 76 they're like yay and then they were like six but in the meantime here's a mobile game yeah, yeah, like you didn't even hey, know about way, here's this thing. And it was great. It got great reception. It was a really good game. I mean, it's still played by a lot of people today. And it's just simple. Not and it, it made them tons of money because there's you can buy stuff in it, even though it's free to play. I know a lot of people who spent money on it, and it's like, just do that. Do that in the meantime while you're actually working on the big game. Yeah, but just because it works for one doesn't mean it works for the other. Like uh right. Right. one of those deals where it's one of those deals where it'll work a few times and then everybody's like, oh, like, well, yeah, bored. well, they're just doing well, this. So for do this. Here's the thing, though. Like, don't make it like D- like Blizzard did with Diablo and don't make it a sequel. Make it like a side thing like Fallout Shelter was. It was just a side thing. It wasn't meant to be a sequel like the Blizzard mobile game, uh, mobile Diablo game. Yeah, well, but uh, so kind of on that par, uh, Bethesda, they released, what was it, Elder Scrolls Legends? Which, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's the thing is they basically I think it was around the same time they were they did the teaser for six. They're like, yeah, we're also working on Elder Scrolls Legends, which isn't the next game. It's just a mobile game that you can just you know waste time in the Elder Scrolls universe. And people were pissed because they were like, well, why don't you all the developers that are wasting time on this piece of trash mobile game? Why don't you put them on Elder Scrolls six? So like it it could work. But it, I don't know, it's so complicated, like all the it's a really structure around it. It's a hard balance, right? Yeah. And also, well, so, just to kind of bring it back to the whole, the whole discussion of quantity versus quality is, I don't think there's anything wrong with quantity games. Like, if you don't want to play them, that's, you know, that's cool, but... Don't buy them. Yeah, don't buy them. But they release Wait till a, the review. a new Call of Duty every year, they release a new FIFA, new... You know, football, basketball, all these games every year, and they're always at the top of the charts for, for money. <laughs> like, and they're just reskins. They're, they're just, just reskins, reskins, dude. But they like, are fun games if you're into those type of games. They so are, I but I wouldn't buy the newest one every time. Me personally, well, so yeah, I get where you're coming you know, from. Different strokes for yeah. different folks. Well, I get what you're saying there. Like, don't buy it if you don't if you, if it's not worth it to you. Right? Wait for the reviews yeah. to come out. Quit pre-ordering. <laughs> like. Wait, pre-ordering wait is probably like is is we have learned now that pre-ordering is usually a mistake. 
I don't think we've learned. I think people still do. I do it sometimes. Wait, wait, wait for... till you see one coming out with features that you like, new mm-hmm. features that you want wanted to be implemented, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and go about it that way instead of just blindly buying every single copy and being disappointed when uh, this is the exact same as last year. Yeah. Well, see, I, I do think a lot of this kind of goes back to smart consumers. Like, yeah. if people, you know, didn't pre-order games that they had no information about, they didn't buy games that were broken on the first day, like, if they got some actual reviews, actual gameplay, saw it was smart, and didn't buy it if it was broken, then they would stop doing this. You know, they would start uh, so spending what you're saying, the time. What you're saying, your hot take right here. Mm-hmm. Is people are idiots. Yes, from the bottom to the top. Absolutely. Well, I I made the same mistake with No Man's Sky. I pre-ordered it thinking it was going to be awesome. It came that came out. It sucked, but now it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's it's a fun game now. But well, still, I made that mistake and wasted my money right out the gate and spent sixty dollars on it. Yeah, and that's to wrap it all the way back around to your original hot take, Brandon, about how the internet are ruining games. I would say the exact opposite. I think the internet is making games more phenomenal than they've ever been. Proof being all the amazing video games we have nowadays. I think it and goes both ways, that, though. Well, it, it but and the fact that ways. it does, you're right. Everything does, you know. No, nothing's black and white. But uh, <laughs> you know, like back in the back, haha. I'm not that desperate yet. Um, back in like you know <laughs> the 90s, yet. if they released a broken ass game, which they released a bunch of broken ass games, it died. No one remembers it. No one talked about it because there was no way for them to bring it back up. And there was no talk about it on the internet. Whereas mm-hmm. now, if you really release a broken ass game, it stays alive for years because people are shitting on it. But it also gives you the ability to fix it and make more content and make it into a really good game, just like No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah I think I, also I people's expectations are, are like a lot higher now, too, yeah. than they used to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you go we're back spoiled. and play like any game back in the day, it, they were, I mean, they're hot garbage. The controls suck. I mean, like, they're still good games, but <clears throat> not nearly compared to today. Mm-hmm. Everything's oh, so bro, Crash Team Racing, that game was just pure tight. <laughs> but I think, I think the real big takeaway is wait let the games get released watch the reviews let all the youtubers and everybody who has tons of money buy them and yeah, play them and then see the how these for free yeah watch them play them and see what you think if you're if you you know if it, if it comes out and they're like man this game sucks it's buggy you can't even play it then don't right. don't buy it yeah like i i really would like it you know if all the giant corporations took all their time and gave all their employees the best you know time scales and time pay and time off and all this stuff but it's just not going to happen. Uh, it's one of those it's one of those in a perfect world, right? Yeah, in a perfect world, you know, everything would be perfect, but we're not in a perfect world. We're actually in a pretty shitty world if you think about it. So <laughs> yep. it kind of just it just kind of falls back to, you know, be smart about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I learned my lesson. You know, I did I made that mistake with No Man's Sky and I I learned from it. I don't pre-order games now. I refuse. Yeah. See, I so I, I pre-order think some I have games. I never pre-ordered it. Really? Yeah. I, I refuse yeah. to ever pre-order another game after I, I was burnt by No Man's Sky. I pre-order some games, but it's only games that I know I'm going to buy, no matter what the reviews are on the first day. I'm going to buy them and play them. Um, well, like the Assassin's Creed you, games. Even if they're game-breaking pieces of trash, I'm still going to buy them. Just because well, you, I want to support the series. 
If you look at it from my perspective, though, No Man's Sky released at $60, and I pre-ordered it for 60 60 65 however much it cost to pre-order. Yeah. So, and then it got, the price got lowered to, yeah. like, what, 20 bucks? Yeah, that is shitty when they do that. Right, that, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of games do that. They release it full price, and then are just uh, complete, like, you know, 40, 30% off. Yeah, and then immediately get, like, cut, discounted to half price. Yeah, and you're, I'm sitting here like, well... I messed me, up. I guess, yeah. yeah, those are pretty bad. But, I mean, I, th- I think most companies, even if that does happen, if you, like, email their support, they'll be like, yo, I bought this and y'all already discounted it. I'm sure a lot of them will be like, all right, we'll give you half back. There's an... I, I don't think that would happen for me. I don't have that kind of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Customer support is all about do whatever the customer wants. So. Well, you know how I am, though. I'm like... You know, I'm, it was my mistake, so I'll accept yeah. the consequences. Yeah. You know, I don't like to bother other people with, you know, me being an idiot. Right. So. Well, there, so, like, because I do, I do think pre-ordering in a lot of ways is dumb, but I do think it can also help with the whole, like, crunch and rushing games out, because if they get a bunch of pre-orders for a game, they can go, oh, we got some money in the bank already, let's take a little extra time don't have to rush this out and actually perfect it for them. Yeah. So just like everything in life, it can it has its prawns, prawns, cons and pros. <laughs> it has its prawns. Shrimps <laughs> everywhere. Like, has them damn big shrimp. <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway is consumers really need to like think about Do their research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really consider yeah. you know waiting and. Seeing what the game's like, because for me, I think that's the biggest thing you can do, because it doesn't yeah. just feed these developers money, even though they're putting out garbage, right? Because yeah. that's the only reason they keep making garbage is because people keep buying garbage. Yeah, I will say, yeah. But also, uh, firm stance kind of on that end, if you buy a game, it's a trash game, get your refund for it, don't harass the developers. <laughs> don't. Yeah, yeah, they, like, correct. They're like, they did their job, their they're just doing a job. Yeah. Don't, no. Especially, like, people will send death threats and, like, stalk people because they worked on a game that they may have only, you know, worked on for 20 hours at one point. I'm like, dude, just, right. it was a bad game. No one no one had a good time. Just let it die. Get your refund and go about your life. Yeah. Fair. I don't know. Well, any, any closing remarks on quality over quantity you guys have? Be patient. Be patient. Wait for the game to come out and see the reviews. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right, well, I wish I wish you know we could have just great games every time, but that's just not how it works. So you just kind of got to be a be smarter than the people uh, trying to get your money. True. Where I would like to uh, go ahead and thank Ryan again for that suggestion. It was yeah, a really absolutely. good topic. Thanks, bro. That sparked a good conversation. Yep. Got heated, which is how you know it's good. <laughs> but uh, Brandon, you have any closing remarks? Uh I'm not, not really. I mean, it's just one of those deals that it goes both ways, and whatever way it goes is not always the right way. So, yeah, much like life. Yep. yep. I'll be assumed yep. of that. All right. Well, now to what we were talking about just before the podcast. Um, to what we were talking, we were talking about being sweaty in a game, or just oh, sweaty yeah. games and their culture around them. You know. Uh, I I feel like I'm, I'm very 
middle of the ground when it comes to most debates. Um, I try to get the positive on both sides. I don't think there's anything wrong with having sweaty games, like try-hard games. Either. Well, yeah, try-hard games is a better way to put it, I guess. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's the environment you're going into. You know what you're getting into. And I do think it kind of sucks for newbies for the game. Well, so so here's another thing about it, though. And I I think this is the point that Nick is getting at. It's not so much like sweaty games, like games that come out and you're expected to try your hardest at this game and do this and do that and do this and do that. I think the point Nick was trying to get at is games that aren't traditionally considered a competitive or like uh like competitive or necessarily like try hard games. Yeah. Like games that you can just hop in and have fun. Yeah. When somebody takes those too seriously and gets sweaty in those games, the not traditional try hard games. I think yeah, that basically. is that the point you were getting at, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those games that you, you know, it comes out, it's not really meant to be, I mean, it can be, right? Any game can play be played any way you want to play it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you're not playing it for that reason, I mean, it kind of ruins it for you whenever you have, whenever you get in a lobby with somebody who who is. Yeah. Right? And And they just have no exception of you just trying to enjoy it, right? Yeah. It, so like they expect you to try just as hard, and if you don't, you know they're like, yeah, they they start being really toxic, and you're like, dude, I'm just I don't care that much, you know. You care, I don't. You you know, find another. I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of one of those things where it's. It's you can those, both leave the lobby, but yeah, that's true. Well, that's why I like in a lot of the like newer competitive games they have ranked and then casual, so that they can separate those like two two fan bases because there are a lot of people that want to get into rocket league and try their absolute darndest and get diamond tier or whatever the heck it's called. But then there are some people who can only play once a week and they just don't, they don't want to get in and get absolutely shit on. But I don't know if there's a way to do that in like, it's just like co-op games because we were talking about Vermintide, which is a co-op game. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really need it because you're just your friends. So if you just know if your friends are sweaty, then you know not to get in with them. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Like, it kind of makes it hard to have fun and just like chill whenever you're whoever you're playing with doesn't want to do that, you know. And which is fine, I guess. You know, you can agree to play different games or something, or play different lobbies. But it's, it's you know, yeah. Why can't we just have fun? Yeah, but then what? you know, just chilling out and not doing it, not doing it the you know at the hardest difficulty isn't fun for some people. Like Noah, Noah really likes to be have his face pushed against a brick wall and have it ground up and down. Yeah. Whereas I, I you know, I do to a degree, but it gets old after a while. Well, it's also like the whole gaming community in general. There's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on. So kind of based on like you know playing on the hardest difficulty is. Dark Souls, like Dark Souls games. I really like Dark Souls games, but they are not nice to new people. Like, they 
absolutely just want to make you die and hate your life. And if you can't overcome just being shit on, then you're going to stop playing the game. So it's almost a form of gatekeeping built into the game itself. And I don't know. Like, people argue, argued if Dark Souls should have an easy mode. And I don't know why it shouldn't. Well, that's kind of the beauty of Dark Souls, though, is there is no easy mode, right? Like, Yeah, it's just it's difficulty, and you're going to like it. <laughs> and they take that risk, right? Like, if you don't like that kind of game... I, I mean, that's kind of hard, though, right? Because you don't want to, like... You don't want to difficulty wall people from playing your game, right? Yeah. But so they, you want people to, to everybody to enjoy your game. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you I can't think please I, everyone, but... Yeah, I think I saw an interview with Miyazaki, the guy that um, is heading up FromSoft, who did Dark Souls. And yeah. they were talking about their new game that's coming out this month, Elden Ring. Um, Ooh, I'm excited for I'm that. I'm excited for it, too. But he was talking about how he might have gone a little overboard with, uh, what do you call them, like swamp biomes or poisonous swamps. So you remember in like the original Dark Souls, there was that lower section where all the ground was covered in poisonous swamp water. And if you touched it, you would go super slow and just start dying immediately. And it's right, the worst section in the game. There. You well, know, yeah. you gotta just use the purple moss, and you're fine. Yeah. But it's definitely one of the worst sections of the whole game. <laughs> it, it's just one of those where he seems like the type of guy that... Uh, he wants it to be difficult for everybody. And if it's not difficult, well, then you're just not good enough, and you shouldn't play my game. I don't know if that should be the thing. I don't, I don't know why they can't just make it easy for some people. Well, you know, I mean, back in the day, games didn't, there were a lot of games that didn't have difficulty. Like, I remember I still have the, uh, like, I have a few PlayStation 1 games that I've played recently, like uh, Rayman and Rayman 2. There's no difficulty in those games. You just play through them, and it's, you know, it's hard. And that's how all games used to be. I mean, there was no difficulty. I have my Sega uh, Genesis, and I go through, and none of those games have difficulty settings. Yeah. I think, I uh, it's that's where it's hard. This one's hard for me because I do well, like to like be good at video games and I do like the challenge, but it's like it it gets to a point to where like the challenge has to be enjoyable, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think games can do a better job at guiding the players in some instances, right? And like if you want to maybe maybe make it to where you have it to where you can get hints or something, and then you can disable that. To where it's not necessarily a difficulty slider, so you don't feel like you're, you know, worse at a game than other people. You know, you just need a little bit more help figuring out how to play the game. Yeah. A lot, that's what a lot of it boils down to. And there's a... But, but there's also an argument, like Dark Souls, there's an argument to be made about that. Um, what argument? That that game has always been. Well, this is going to be a hard right? game. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. It, of Dark it's Souls. not. It's not. We're making this a hard game to keep people from playing this game. It's just this is a hard game. We decided to make a hard game. If you like it, you like it. Yeah. And it's always been that way. So it's not yeah. necessarily oh, we're making a hard game that you can just make trivially easy by turning down a slider but they made a decision and that decision was we're making a hard game yeah and even though they made a hard game 
Dark Souls is still one of the most popular or well-known series in the world. So, <laughs> well, yeah. gamers like a challenge for yeah, the most part, like but it, it has to be like a certain amount of a challenge. You know, it can't yeah, just it be has ridiculous. To, that's I, I I play a lot of Dark Souls like games just because I like mm-hmm. Dark Souls, but there's one thing I notice in most like Dark Souls like games is they have to be like crisp with the controls. Everything else can be garbage, but there should never be a point in the game where I die and go, okay, that wasn't because I missed this dodge, it's just because I pressed the button and nothing happened. Which I think is yeah. part of the reason the Dark Souls games are so good at what they do, is because they are clean. Like, nothing happens in those games that you makes you gypped. think it's your fault. Or, well, you make it, it makes you think it's the game's fault. It's your fault, because you didn't do something right. And then you're like, well, shit, now I have to do it right, so now I have to go back in it. <laughs> yeah. Because I just really like the aspect of uh, overcoming like all the difficult difficult challenges in there. Because you'll start yeah. out getting just trashed by a little skeleton boy. And then eventually you're fighting gods and taking no damage, and you're like, easy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've gotten so good. Yeah, because you just memorized it. But I still don't. I I I think that since there are just so many games out nowadays, that it's okay if they have games meant for specific players. But I also don't think it's something they should just like absolutely die on the hill of. Yeah, no, this is as hard. It's super difficult. Fuck you. You can't make it easier. I think a bigger problem is the toxicity of some of some players mm-hmm. too. Like it, it, mainly in multiplayer games, but it, you know. Games are going to be hard, um, and some games are meant to be hard. They're 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 created for a niche market, right? I mean, even though the Dark Souls games are very popular, it's kind of one of those things like, oh, it's it's um kind of a rite of passage, right? Like, yeah, like you know, you beat the Dark Souls games, and you're part of that community of people who've beaten the Dark Souls games. Yeah, they they always go, oh, you're a gamer. Have you beaten Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like one of those things to prove yourself, kind yeah. of. Even though you don't have to, no, no one's gonna care whether or not. But there's certain people who do actually care. Yeah, if you're actually good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, so like, uh, games like Call of Duty, which I feel like Call of Duty has a lot of tryhards in it. That's and, another thing, right? Yeah. But it's also a game that kind of by design is meant for casual gamers like it's meant for you to just pick it up hop in a couple team deathmatch you know games play two and then don't touch it for a month but if you do that then you're just going to get absolutely trashed on by everybody and you're going to hate your experience and then stop playing it yeah but i don't know if i don't know I, I, such a weird weird conversation to be like should sweaty people <laughs> Let's just ban them from all games. They're not allowed to play video games anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean... Ooh, it's just... Uh, I, I guess it comes down to who do you want to play video games with, right? And what video games yeah. do you want to play with them? Because like, like, like I said, you know, Noah really likes to play Vermintide, and he... He likes to play it on like the really, really hard difficulties and stuff like that. And I do too sometimes, but, you know... Just not as much, right? Yeah. Not, not as much as he does. Yeah. So I kind of got to pick that, right? Like, I got to pick, you know, that battle. Everyone can find their niche of games. Mm-hmm. There I is also... Find, pick the games that may, that are fun to you. 
Yeah. Don't worry about what everybody else wants to play. Pick the games you enjoy. Yeah. There's just also just something great about picking up a game where it's not it's meant to make you a god. Like you pick it up, nothing stands a chance to get you. You just press one button and everyone dies and you're like this is great and I love this. <laughs> but this is... that, oh, that reminds me of uh the game Prototype. Did any of you oh, ever, yeah. did either of you play that? Dude, Prototype was so. awesome because it did that. You're just this this guy who can morph his arms into these massive it's, blades yeah, and weapons and, and stuff like, and like fly around and kill things. Oh, it was so cool. I that's why I never played or didn't really like Infamous because it basically would seemed like it was trying to do what Prototype did, but I just liked how visceral Prototype was. Like, yeah. you could slice dudes in half in Prototype. It was so awesome and gnarly. Yeah, that game was great. Oh, and then another good good example of a game you can just hop in and feel like a god is Risk of Rain. Uh, yeah. Well, Risk of Rain yeah. 2. Because you can hop one. in there and just get super powerful really? and play until your heart's content. Or you could play on the most difficult setting with all of the artifacts turned on to where it's just impossible but you can still get to a point that you're you've got plenty of stuff to make you good to give you the powers or whatever yeah, make but, but the, it's, a, it's a good example of that is you can play that game as long as you want really you can get to a point in that game that you're pretty much invincible yeah, you're like spawning turrets and armor regening and every time you hit get hit it kills the guy that hit you <laughs> Yeah. Then it gets too like Risk of Rain is one of those games where it gets too repetitive for me. I can't do it because yeah, it's like just the same point. thing. Yeah, I, so I, I I played as much of it as I wanted to. I think every once in a while I, I'll get back into it, but it is kind of I have I have the same issue with that as I have with a lot of RPGs. Is I like the beginning of RPGs. I like when I'm oh, yeah, underpowered full scrub. You know, hiding from all the big demon dudes, and I'm slowly working my way up to the top. But then once I get to the top, I'm like, all right, well now nothing is a challenge, and I'm bored. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to start a new character. Well, and then it turns into like, uh, like, like Skyrim. You and me, I mean, you and me, Jeremy, have played Skyrim oh, yeah. multiple times through. Like I, and Great. I'm still, you know, recently learned uh, some new things about it. But <laughs> it's a uh, it's one of those games where I really like making the new character, where you feel yeah. fresh, and it's like a, the, you know, that just like new character feel. Yeah, where right. I feel like a lot of games just throughout, like once you get to uh, like a, to a certain point, they start to lose that like your that sense of discovery and like sense of like character building. You know, mm -hmm. you just you feel like you hit a wall and you got to like grind through that wall, and I hate that. It just kills the vibe for me so much because it just feels like I'm just grinding just so i can get strong enough to do other stuff which happens sometimes in dark souls if you're not you know good enough but which is fine you just grind out and level up but it's it's that grind that you have to do it's like mmos i can't do mmos because it turns into this this thing where you just you're grinding like that's that's the game is just grinding like like runescape i couldn't do it because it's just grinding i'm like ah, i'm bored <laughs> yeah and there are a lot of like rpg i was playing what was I playing? I was playing some game recently where there are like some RPGs and some like loot and shoot games where you get the best gear at the beginning of the game. So then for the rest of the game, you're just using this same gear. And it just it's not as fun to me because there's no like building of it. There's no progression. It's just, all right, you're unkillable God 
out of the gates. You may find some other guns that look cooler, but they're not going to be as good as the hand candy you started out with. So just keep using that, and I hate well, them. On that topic, uh, well, what are you, what are your thoughts on like Borderlands? Because I feel like Borderlands does that does a really good job of that, to where it feels like you're constantly getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It's that not is, just like a, a really good. <clears throat> Right, it's not one of those where you get to a point and you're just you're murdering everybody super easy. I mean, you do get to that point once you're max level, but all the way on that uh, that whole trip to max level is like it feels like you're actually making progress constantly. It's not yeah. just like there's a point where you're not doing anything. And Borderlands does a really good job of <laughs> making the guns unique. Like they'll yeah. they'll add some qualifier in there. Like this one does poison damage. This one, when it reloads, you throw it at them and it explodes. This one is just throwing the gun at them. That's all it is. <laughs> so yeah. it like adds yeah. enough variety. Whereas games like Destiny, I yeah. you never yeah. feel yeah. progression in Destiny, or at least I didn't, yep. because you start out with an assault rifle and then every hour or so you get another assault rifle that does a little bit of damage, but since the enemies have scaled with it, they still die just as fast. So it, I don't know, it's, I just could never get into Destiny because it felt like a cheap Borderlands. <laughs> that, and there's no no, like Yeah, no, I, I feel what you're saying. There's There's no sense of accomplishment because, like, yeah, I've now got this character that has 10,000 power or what the fuck ever but it plays the same as my character with 100 power yeah I hate that power scaling like I mean to a degree right like I like for enemies to get tougher and for me to get stronger but like I actually want to feel like I'm getting stronger you know like I don't want to just be like always feel like like you're on the same level yeah, like it feels like I'm just strong. Like yeah. but Destiny, I always just felt like I was just completely overpowered. Yeah, honestly. But I, yeah, I that's mean, a good point. Because I know I played. We played a bit of Destiny. Yeah. And I don't. Did y'all ever play the second one? Any of the uh, one? A little bit. So yeah, they started bit, adding in some, fan. adding in some more stuff. Like there's melee weapons and. Like, just giant cannons you can use, and then, like, rage modes or whatever. I think they were going in a really good direction with it. I just don't get why people like putting so much time into those. Into those kind of, like, grindy games where the only payoff, really, is your power level goes up. I agree. And that's what it goes back into, right? You just start to hit a wall where you're just grinding, and you're like, eh, okay. I don't I don't really care anymore. Yeah, especially whenever it's like that repetitive same thing over and over and over and over again kind of grind like there's nothing else that you can really do. Like there's an optimal way to do it. And if you do it any other way, you're just wasting time kind of deal. Yeah. And Destiny has a lot of that. Like there's optimal grinding. And if you're not doing it that way, then you're just it's like it's so much less effective it's not worth it yeah well kind of related on like difficulty scaling i really like the way that fallout 4 handles difficulty scaling so when you go up in difficulty levels like most games 
uh, like Skyrim, for example, when you go up in difficulty level, all that means is you do less damage and you take more damage. So everything just feels really bullet spongy, which I think yeah, Destiny I does a lot. You know, you get yeah, into does. the boss fights and all it is is hide behind a barrel, shoot this one spot, then dodge their attacks, shoot this one spot. And but the way Fallout 4 does it is basically everything just becomes glass cannons where you do a lot more damage and the ally or the enemies do a lot more damage. So now you all die in like three bullets. Which so I, te- I personally find that more enjoyable whenever you whenever like everybody does a lot of damage because it makes it feel more like actual, right? It feels yeah. feels more realistic and like, you know, instead of just sitting there taking 400 bullets before you can deal them 500 bullets, you actually have to, you know, use the terrain and be stealthy about it and figure out how you're going to kill all these dudes because grenades become super helpful now that everyone dies in 10 points of health. So yeah. I, I don't know. Again, again, it all goes back to different strokes for different folks because some people really like grindy Destiny games and you know they're wrong, but we can accept them. <laughs> and some of us like RuneScape. And they're yeah. also really uh-huh. wrong, but I guess we can live <laughs> with them. <laughs> kind of have to, huh? I mean, not yeah, anymore. Well, not anymore. <laughs> Used to. Used to. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys oh, have any you other could... input about sweaty games? No, I, I don't. That's I will it. say Listen. one of the benefits of sweaty games is when you hop into a sweaty game and, you know, maybe you are better, maybe you're just having a good day and they're having a bad day, but you're beating all the tryhards. Oh, man. That oh yeah, that's, that's so a much satisfying fun. feeling. There is so there is that too. That's that's kind of where I have that thing because I mean I used to be in a team on CS:GO and we were we played in open league, so I was I was that guy with CS:GO. But you know anybody else who wanted to play with me, I wasn't ever like, oh yeah, well let's play with me on my on my rank. You know, it was like I'll play, I'll I'll create I'll play on like another profile or something, and we can go down, and I'll just smirk but not really try. Just yeah. so I don't make it, you know, just so I yeah, can still... No, I, I played with you a little bit when, like, in the height of your CSGO days. Right, and you know and, I was pretty good, so it's not like I'm going to make yeah. you play with, you know, the people I play against, because that's just not fun for you. You're just going to get yeah, shit no, like, on over and over you were, again. You were really good at it. I was absolutely fucking dog shit at it, so we just yeah, went and played yeah. casual and had a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like more games need to have ranked and casual. Yeah. Because if everything is just ranked or everything's casual, then you're not going to have that area for people, which does create a divide in the player base to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's all in all, you know, try hard games or they can be fun. I think there I think there does need to be in, every, in any game that's like multiplayer online. There does need to be like a ranked and a casual area for people though i, I think and, that and i nice. think a lot of them are moving to that it seems like it which would be a good move because then it just separates that that sweaty toxic player base from the yeah. casual just fun having player base because but, you know i mean i know back when i was in csgo dude i was sweaty and toxic oh man if you weren't good at the game and you're on my team oh yeah you'd hear about it <laughs> but but there's also a manner where uh they like yeah they can do that all they want but if stroke there bud thinking he's thinking dude he's thinking real hard 
bring it up. Oh, no, he, oh, he, he hasn't. I think something happened to Brandon oh, no. mid-thought. <laughs> Damn, and he still has his hot take, dude. I know, that's what he I was He still has his hot next, take but... question. <laughs> same, same. All right, well, I guess we'll just have to wait for Brandon's hot takes until he well, gets while back. While we're waiting on him, do you know who Gus Johnson is? He's like a podcast guy. He's on. He was, he was on G4 and stuff. Yeah, no, he he's done like a lot of YouTube stuff. Right? What, what's stopping those not casual oh. players from just? Wait, is he back? Can you hear me now. Okay, we oh. heard you there. Yeah. You, you totally disconnected for like a hot like minute or two oh, there. Oh yeah, I could still hear y'all though. Oh really? That's weird. Oh rip! Yep. Yeah, you you totally let you totally cut out and left, bud. What the fuck? Give us your hot take on sweaty games. <laughs> yeah, what's your question for our hot takes, bro? And I want to hear your hot take as well. So go ahead and ask oh, the question. No. Give us your hot That's take, it. and then. No, so uh, uh, it, it was it was in reply to Nick saying that every game should have a ranked, mm-hmm. ranked in a casual. Yeah. What's stopping those? like air quote really good ranked players that are all sweaty and try hard and this and that what's stopping them from going into the casual lobby and ruining the game for those casual guys i can answer that perfectly the guys guys that get off at six o'clock and just want to relax and shoot some people in call of duty and totally answer that for you because i used to do that i used to go into the casual lobbies in csgo sometimes nothing there's nothing stopping them from doing that But it's not like people are going to be doing that all the time. It's going to happen, and I mean, this is something you're going to have to accept. But it will it it will stop it from happening happening as often, and it'll reduce that skill gap. I think. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's always there are definitely some people out there that just like to be, or at least think they're the best. So yeah, yeah. they're gonna go into those casual games where they can get a you know 10-0 KD because the, no one else is anywhere near as good as they are. But then they go into ranked and get trashed on. I, and I don't know. For, for me personally, whenever I was playing CS:GO competitively, it wasn't like it wasn't fun to play in the casual lobbies as much as it was the ranked lobbies because you're playing against these people who just aren't as good. So you you know I mean it's just so easy it's not even fun. Yeah. Yeah. And which... that was my thing. Like I don't. That's what I think would avoid that that interference. But you're not going to get nearly as many sweaty people in the casual lobbies as you would like Call of Duty. Call of Duty, for example, they've been wanting ranked. They've been wanting some kind of because the competitive matchmaking thing doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I've I watched plenty of street, like Tim the Tapman. I watch quite a bit, and he, he like his all of his friends who play with him and everybody like that always complain about the competitive matchmaking because you all get put in a lobby that's just nothing but bots. Like everybody's an idiot and they don't know what they're doing, or you get put in a lobby with just gods. And so that's yeah. what ranked and casual would separate. Like even if you even if you did suck, play ranked, so you'll be playing against people that are of equal skill level. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true, because it'll keep like, you, if on you the don't level care. that you need to be with. Like like in CSGO, whenever I would play, uh, and we had a few people that would play that would play with us, and I was way higher ranked than them. But whenever I would play with them at their rank, all of their teammates just didn't care. They were just there to have fun. You know, they didn't really care that much. And so I was like, all right, cool. This makes sense. This is why you're at this rank, right? You just don't care. So you're just here to have fun. So, I mean, I have, I don't think there's a problem with that. I think having a ranking system in every game is good. Just don't make it to where you can exploit that ranking system and get yourself, you know, which I don't think a lot of people would do. 
but don't let it to don't let it get to where you can abuse the system. Yeah. Which I mean everybody's gonna do at yeah, some everyone, point. You know? Everyone's gonna abuse it a little bit, but you know, it's fine. We can take preventative measures, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh, back out, back out. No. <laughs> uh, uh Brandon, did you wanna go ahead and ask your question that you had? Uh sure. I mean it's it's just kind of some news that I saw pop up across my feed and I thought it was interesting. Y'all may not, fans may not. I say fans. Uh we are fans, uh, Brandon. The the me listening to this uh, two days later after yeah. we release it. Um I just I go in I, and I edit the podcast and cut out all of your guys' talking parts so I can just listen to myself. <laughs> that sounds about right. Saves it to a private, saves it to his homework folder, dude. Yep. That way his mom can never find it. So there's no porn in there. It's just uh, audio clips of me talking. <laughs> just your just... own self recordings. <laughs> but but it's, like to... but it's a recording of a conversation where it's just him. Yeah, me <laughs> talking. Only its parts. He likes to sit. He likes to sit naked in his bedroom with his headphones on just and just listen to himself talk. Yeah, lights <laughs> dim down low. <laughs> candles and you guys watch me at night uh. it's a beautiful image dude <laughs> no. anyways so anyways uh so y'all know like the gpu shortages that have been going yeah. on yeah. and the fact that you can't buy a new graphics card right now because of scalpers and this and that because crypto pay, prices like... have been yeah, so like... high well it's because people are buying all the gpus to mine or scalp with so yeah so uh so if or anyways uh you okay intel a uh, little bit <laughs> intel announced that they're releasing a gpu oh sweet okay that's cool so that they can help alleviate some of the the shortage the shortage and uh provide a like a, a a competition product fair enough i mean intel would like to get in on the competition anyways yeah oh yeah i mean it makes sense well, i know so just making your own would help alleviate the chip issues well, wouldn't that just make it worse uh, I, I don't they're, think they're they're saying that the chip issues are supposed to end like half two of 2022 They've been saying so that, that every year. No, last year they were like, this shit bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we can't keep up this and that. But uh, I I think it's a good thing because it, I mean, with more competition, you get better products, product. lower prices. I mean, not necessarily lower prices, no, but awesome. better product for the prices. Yeah. I don't know. My, uh, not narcissist, uh, pessimist. The pessimist in me wants to be like, yeah, no, nah, Intel just wants to sell graphic cards, graphics cards at $2,000 a pop. <laughs> and that's really the only reason they're getting into it. But I, could, it, I mean, I could see, yeah, because Intel is a huge company, so they have the ability to just sell under price and like take the losses on it basically 
where yeah. they're buying the chips for really high and selling underpriced to try to get the scalping down. Eh, but I, I don't know if they would. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see them being, like, cheap GPUs at all. I don't. No, yeah. I but I it. see just the the competition aspect of it. You know they're not going to release some bullshit card. They're competing with the freaking 30 series NVIDIA cards, which are, like, arguably the best graphics card to ever come out for the money. If you could get it for retail price, yeah, yeah, there's the, there's that qualifier. That that, that, that that's the qualifier, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying is yeah. At, yeah, no, at the MSRP they listed, that's the absolute top tier graphics card in any bracket you could get. Oh yeah, because yeah. it was a seventy series was equivalent to uh the previous gens like 2080 ti the 3070 was equivalent to that mm-hmm. and that card the 2080 ti msrp at like 1899 and the yeah, 3070 for like two grand the the msrp of the 3070 was like what 499 599 something like that yeah, it was supposed to be pretty cheap yeah like like way cheap for what it is yeah so and again I think Intel really has, you know, they have the already they have the firmware techs and the software techs and the backbone of it to really put out a decent card for fairly cheap. But does how do I say this? Uh cuz I even though like yeah, the competition of it is good, they're now they're just going to be selling, you know, two types of every pre-built out there. Of this one has Intel, this one has Nvidia, and they're both the exact same price, even though one of the cards is way cheaper than the other one. So I feel like the savings are going to be pushed but off, or the, I, you're not, in the I, end, you're not going to be saving money. Is basically what I'm. If, what I'm if Nvidia was like actually pro-consumer, then they, they would, they, you know, they'd drive the price down but i don't think that's what's going to happen i mean i i don't think they're going to drive prices down necessarily like i i just i i don't see that ever happening with any freaking tech company anymore yeah but i see them making competition and either forcing green and red to make a higher quality product or <laughs> green and red. Well, you know, Nvidia yeah, and colors. AMD. Yeah, yeah. Green and red. <laughs> it's team green, team red. That's how it's always been. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it 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 uh it, it boils down to well they either Nvidia makes a great product or they make a shitty product. And nobody will ever buy a graphics card from them. Yeah. yeah. Because like yeah. AMD used to make really, really good products. They're getting back to making good products. But they made their name with good products. So if they make some bad products, well, shit, this year sucked. 
And uh, they had quite a few years there. But they're getting back to making better products. Like the 5800 XT is a good card. It's not the best card, but it's a good mid-tier card. It may be their top of the line, but they're not going after the same people that Nvidia is going after. They're just going for good, solid middle ground. Yeah, they're like, hey, this is what we can make. We can make it affordable. If y'all want it, here you go. It's a good option. Or you're NVIDIA and you're like, well, we've got 99% market share, so fuck all y'all. We're going to do what we want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. There can always be more competition because, like you're saying, it just it does just make for better, better product in the end most of the time. Like, yeah. um, man, Apple, Apple needs some competition. <laughs> well, we're starting to see that though. I'm starting to see more and more of my friends and coworkers and family move away from Apple. Yeah. Because of because of the quality of their product. Yeah, and they because just like don't battery. Need- the battery life on Apple products is they have a reputation for having a bad battery life. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good reputation to have. And the fact that that reputation is known to all of my coworkers and friends and everything like that. And I do have a lot of them that are still like hardcore Apple fans. I just don't really, I don't really like, I don't like how generic the phones are anymore, yeah. right? Because you, you get them, you can't do, you can't customize them in any kind of way. You can't make them your own personal device. They're not a personal device. I think as a work phone, there no, there's nothing wrong with them. But as an actual personal device, I feel like there's so much better options out there. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of like the whole marketing genius of iPhones that they were. This is simple. This is sleek. It will do exactly what you want it to do, which is text and play YouTube videos. And that's it. That's all you need. Whereas on like the flip side, Android just has so much competition in it that uh, like the new Fold phones from Samsung. Are you talking about Samsung or just Android Android in general? general, But going into Samsung, um, they're folding phones, which I think are the coolest thing ever. They all suck ass at the moment. Um, Really? I think it's a gimmick. It is a gimmick, um... but it's it's a step right like it's a it's a step in the further innovation of the product like they're not just oh we're gonna make you a brick that you can do brick stuff on we're gonna make you a foldable brick because why the fuck not and i think it's really fucking cool brick even though again (laughs) none of them are good and you probably shouldn't buy one yet give it a you know give it a generation or so but (laughs) but just the fact that they're trying something you know oh yeah just if I, I think I don't know. Those, I still I think the flip phones. The flip phones are just a gimmick to me. I don't really see a point because it just makes the phones thicker. It makes them. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. Eh. You know. I'm just. I'm waiting for the future where we all have like little foldable pieces of paper that you just unfold and it's a whole computer. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm waiting for the future where I just think about something and it happens. Hey, Elon's getting there. I think they're trying to get human test subjects going for their brain chips. Uh, Neuralink? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I actually was watching uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, the se- se- like a section where he was talking to Elon Musk, and it's supposed to like, you can repair eyesight, you can make people who are paralyzed walk again, all this like really nice stuff. But I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, but you got to get a chip implanted in your head. Yeah. So- 
Well, I think that, you know, that's him going, uh, in the future, when brain tech is <laughs> normalized, we can heal diabetes or something. It just makes me think of that episode of Spongebob with Squidward where he goes to the future. Everything's chrome in the future. Yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be. Everything's... Well, I mean, that's what iPhone tried to do. They just make everything chrome. (laughs) Chrome is something that rednecks do and Harley riders. Yeah. (laughs) I I think, honestly, here in like 10 years, I'd be down for a brain chip. I don't know if I would want one from Elon, but... I'll take a brain Pop chip. Papa Musk, dude. Yeah. I don't want a musk in me. <laughs> you don't want Daddy Musk all up in your brain. I, I don't want musk in my brain. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'd put a Google Google chip in my brain though, even though they're probably worse. But <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about this. Don't even get me started on. Uh, not even like Google. It's just Mr. Gates, Bill Gates. Oh, I'm Mr. not a Gates? huge fan of. Yeah, yeah. He, he was kind of a shitty person, but. Who isn't these days, right? <laughs> it's just what he gets himself involved in. I'm like, yeah, oh. just go be rich and live on an island. Leave us alone, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> go solve world hunger or something. Yeah, honestly. All right, well, Brandon, was there another? There was was there something else you were gonna ask, or another hot take you had? No, I wanted y'all's hot take on that. Oh, on um. On Intel, Intel yeah. sucks and they should die. There's my. Is that hot enough? Hot enough for you? Sure. <laughs> I think that it would bring good competition to the market, but that really isn't the problem we currently have. Yeah. As well as like supply chains are still struggling to keep up with the current demand. And working in IT, I mean, I get to see it firsthand. I mean, yeah, there's just not enough of anything for anybody right now. Honestly. Yeah. Hell, even as an electrician, we can't get anything. Like, meters for houses, huge strands of copper is so expensive right now. Uh, Oh, for sure. We just got to fix all the boating problems. So my hot take is it's cool. I'm good for Intel, but at the same time, it doesn't actually... It doesn't anything. provide us. It it doesn't provide a solution to a, to the current actual problem. Yeah. yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, but well, I am excited for it. Don't get me wrong; I am totally excited to see what they're like. Because if they're like awesome and for a really good price, then sweet. And if they somehow can meet demand, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. We'll just, we'll just have to wait and see. So they might yep. have the money to just brute force through a solution. So. Yeah, and and I I'm honestly hoping that shortages stop. Oh yeah, same. Fuck. God, those it's killing me. I've wanted yes. a new graphics card for two fucking years now. It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I want to build a PC too. So. Well, so that's kind of another, um, I guess, tangentially related. Uh, I do think that if we're not in it now, here pretty soon, we're gonna hit a point that they can't really uh make things better than what they are like the the upgrades that they're going to be giving chips and computers are going to be so minuscule that we're not really going to be able to see a difference in them um i mean you see a lot in phones like apple already where they're they're like yeah this is 0.001 uh millihertz faster and you're like all right does that really warrant a whole new generation of stuff as well as a a 500 dollars up up charge yeah and but I so I do think that again since Intel already has a huge 
repertoire of you know cpus and just computers in general that they could help push along the next big step in computer or computing whatever that'll be i'm not smart enough to figure that out where we will actually start seeing like you could run 12 instances of crisis 3 on your computer and still watch youtube and it won't even blink because you have the power of the heavens at your fingers like (laughs) but but i could argue your your argument of we're gonna get to a point that we can't get anything better like yeah i think we are and i think we're getting fairly close to that but it also means what you buy is gonna last longer Because the next big thing isn't coming out next year. The next big thing may be five years down the road. That's a really good idea. That's a really good perspective on it, Brandon, actually. Because what if the what if our idea of improvement isn't so straightforward, right? Because Jeremy is talking more of like performance aspect. Whereas in in what Brandon just said, things will start lasting longer. We're going to be able to build things that don't die after like four or five years. They'll last 10, 20 years instead of just the few that they did. And they'll operate at a high, like a, at a higher pace, but not, maybe not much higher, but at a slightly higher pace than and over that time period. Right. Because, I mean, everybody knows that electronics just I mean, we have liquidation dates for our uh, components at work, which is about four years where we just. You know, we're supposed to get rid of them, and you can't use them. We can't sell them because they're they're old and they they don't they don't operate as well as they did whenever they were new, which mm-hmm. happens with everything, even the com- consumer grade stuff like my laptop. I mean, it's it's never gonna it's it's only gonna decline, right? It's but what if uh, technology advances to the point to where it it stops that rate of decay? You know? Yeah. And and that's that's part of the point I was making, but it's also like yeah, I I that is a good well, point, Nick. I was because, just going off on my own little tangent. I mean, I agree. With yeah, you though, yeah. You know? <laughs> but because they can stop worrying about innovating the next big thing, rather improve the current thing. Yeah, dude, that's a big thing on everything for me. Like, I, I think about that a lot, and that's something I go through my head a lot. Is just we like, especially since I'm a car guy and Brandon's a car guy. Jeremy is, uh, you know, not car. so much. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> so, exploded. But in the realm of cars, we worry so much about emissions and and choking these vehicles down so they don't fart as bad. And I'm like, well, what if instead, instead of continuously making new models each year and making brand new vehicles every single year that people upgrade to and buy so that we have to continuously manufacture things, why don't we increase the um, longevity of things, make it to where we don't have to upgrade and you don't have to make like. Focus on the maintaining of of the thing you already have instead of replacing it. Because yep. where does that go? Like once you get a new vehicle, that that one goes to the scrapyard or goes to somebody else that then gets trashed and has to get scrapped anyways. It gets recycled, but still it has to go through the whole remanufacturing process where it has to be manufactured. And factories create way more pollution than cars on the road ever will. So why don't we stop focusing on choking up all these cars, make them efficient, make them to where they make good power and stop worrying, you know, make them clean without the having to you have to make catalytic converters which catalytic converters are a terrible design because eventually they get plugged up you have to replace them they cost a, like a thousand dollars at the least to replace i mean granted unless you go to like a chop shop and just get a rig, like get a, a cut off catalytic converter put on. yeah yeah you know but like it, it's one of those things like quit making these things that have to be replaced yeah. you know like well, get rid of the catalytic converters 
just worry about helping people maintain the current vehicle. That way we can cut down on the amount we have to manufacture. You're still going to have manufacturing, but it will be way less. Yeah, I think the, the simple and most absolute back. answer to your questions is money. That's the only yep. reason they want to make it once every year. That's it. Which that's why that's why emissions is such a scam. Like, oh, don't even get me started on diesel exhaust filters. Oh uh, my god. Me and Brandon me could either. go off on that, dude. That <laughs> is I just go for like three dumb. days on that. Because <laughs> it goes into the filter, right? Okay. Yep. What happens on a regen cycle? It goes out the exhaust. So it's like, yep. huh, you know, so it ends up out in the air anyways, right? Yeah, it just takes it longer. Okay, cool. And so th- it, does the, it, it doesn't It does do anything. It just catches it for a little bit and then farts it out the butt of the truck like it would anyways. <laughs> yep. So instead, why don't we stop making those? And that would cut down. Uh, we, we wouldn't have to make D, uh, DEF fluid. You wouldn't have to make um, the uh, D, DP, yeah. uh, diesel partic- particulate filters, which cost like five grand, by the way. Oh yeah, they're stupid expensive. And you have to replace them how like fairly often, like what, every like two years or so? Uh that's what's recommended. And then on Fords, if you don't replace the DPF filter, they just explode. Like the <laughs> trucks just explode. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye motor. Yeah. And I mean, But you also run into the issue of uh at one point on the Fords when they first it wasn't even a dpf filter it wasn't any of that it was just an egr valve okay so all of all that does is uh, i know what it does but if yeah you want to it, it, it for the listeners i don't know what it does <laughs> it reroutes exhaust I, gases into the intake it's supposed to help yeah. heat the motor up uh so it uh, a hotter motor runs cleaner uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. but the fords had a really bad problem about the EGR would malfunction and so it would close the gate that reroutes the exhaust into the intake and it would spool the turbo up to about 10 times as fast as it was supposed to go and it would just shell the engine. (laughs) Yep. There was so many Fords that I had to work on because either a turbo shelled or anything like that because they had to fucking put this thing on there that supposedly made it run cleaner. And in in the long run, this is what I'm talking about. And in the long run, the motor blows up. So they have to produce more of them, right? To replace the ones that blow up and then recall those. It's like, it just creates a worse problem that you're trying to solve. It's like, stop trying to do this this way. Yeah, yep. uh, but it really is because I was watching it was either earlier today or yesterday. I was watching a video about the history of light bulbs because I'm lame. And uh, they were talking about how back when light bulbs were invented, they pretty much had already made a unlimited light bulb, like a light bulb that would just run forever. Yeah. But then a couple of years later, all the big electrical companies like GE and... They say, I think Phillips was in there. They all came together and made a pact that were like, all right, yeah, no, we're going to limit how long light bulbs can last. Because if they sell an unlimited light bulb, no one's going to buy light bulbs anymore. Yeah. So it's it's, it's just all a big, you know, they got to make money. Capitalism. Capitalism is killing the earth, dude. <laughs> Hot take. We, we <laughs> had a fucking, we had <laughs> a set of light bulbs in my old house 
that were like 14 years old and still worked. Well, I, will, <laughs> and I, I do like LEDs. Those are fantastic. In yeah, I think way. LEDs would be a really good thing for the future. Oh, yeah. like, like as far as like doing um Yeah, they're they're so much practice. better than every other form of lighting. Oh, well, they're not sure. a spot. They they blast way longer. Yeah, they use way less electricity. Yeah, they're just better in general. Well, kind yeah, of like, like a sixty-watt equivalent light bulb LED yeah. uses like three watts. <laughs> well, kind of uh, talking about like the environment, environmental impact of cars. You know, electric cars are becoming pretty big nowadays, and I I would like to have an electric car at some point. But as they're made That's now, great. they're I mean, just to make them, their carbon footprint is huge during the manufacturing because they're working with batteries, which are just awful for everything. But then, especially if you live like us in Texas, where like 90% of our electricity comes from coal power, all you're doing is burning more coal at the power plant by charging your electric car at your house. So you're still putting, oh, yeah. out, you're still putting like, out emissions. Like, where do you think that, that electricity comes from for your supercharges? Like, that's yeah. just a diesel generator. Yeah, that and uh, freaking mining precious me- the, uh, metals the, the, for the, the batteries. Mining Not even just lithium, practices? just precious metals. Yeah. Precious oh, yeah. metals have to be strip mined because they're so rare and so hard to get with uh, conventional mining. You have, you have to strip mine, and that destroys the ecosystem around any of those mines like heavily. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes even to the point of. Uh, you can't even recover the landscape. Like you can't even recover that ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So capitalism's bad. We should all be communists. Uh, Well, it's like all in the pursuit of like lower emissions, but I don't think emissions is a problem. Like not as big of a problem as they like make it out to be because uh, anytime a volcano erupts, it releases way more carbon emissions than any, like than all of the gasoline cars produced ever will ever make. I mean, yeah, yep. but that's also considered a natural disaster. So I don't know if we should be using that as a as a goal. It's for natural. <laughs> that, the whole point of like slowing emissions is to protect the Earth. But if the Earth does that anyways, like it creates this carbon emission on its own. Okay, like, but why are, now like, you're we saying gonna do that, that mindset is like, well, the Earth knows exactly what it's doing. Mm, no, <laughs> it's been around. It's been around for a lot longer than us, and been through way worse. I mean, I mean the dinosaurs true. used to be around, and then a meteor struck the Earth, and it's still here. You're not wrong, but still, that doesn't mean we should just abuse it. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we we don't need to be as I, I like I say. I think emissions is a scam just for people to make money, and I think we don't need to harp on that as much, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying also, like also vehicle emissions do not make up for near the amount that yeah those traders like those boats the the shipping well, uh, I mean, boats. Just, yeah just tr- cargo transportation well that was my argument is i don't think emissions are a lie i think they're focusing on the wrong aspect of it yes I like agree. they're, yeah, they're trying just in the wrong yeah, way they're trying to tell us as citizens that it's our fault and we have to do uh-huh. everything we can when in reality, like, yeah, we could cut down on it, but we're not really the main problem. They're, they're but placing we still the kind blame. Of are. <laughs> because the, they're placing know, the, the blame in the wrong spot. Yeah, like, the, the big problem is, like, cargo ships and mining and, like, oil production and all this stuff. But yeah. why do they do all that stuff? Because we buy their products. So, Facts. I mean, <laughs> it's not our fault, but it is kind of our fault. <laughs> 
True, true. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, like you say, like it was with the uh, video game stuff. It's like, um, qual, you know, quality over quantity conversation. It's just like being a smart consumer, picking what you buy, and that's why I tell people, don't buy these these new Teslas and stuff because they're quality control in general. Just as like yeah. a product, they're not that great of a product. Yeah. Like you're better off buying like a Nissan Leaf. I don't know yep. if you've seen like the reviews of some of the Teslas, like their new cars. They're made very poorly. Like yeah, the yeah. the gapping on gap all the panels huge. is bad. The like quality of their firmware is awful. Like their their screen will just brick itself sometimes. And yeah. I, but I mean, I'm all for electric cars. I want an electric car just because Same. I don't want like I I do like the electric car life. thing. Like having an electric car as a daily driver would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, have, I have no argument on that. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm saving the planet because I yeah, drive an electric no, car. Not at all. <laughs> you know, like that's just not how it is. Yeah, I mean, they nice. are. I, I they there has been research shown that they, that electric cars are better for the environment overall. So I mean, that's that's fine and dandy, and I I totally see that. But combustion engine cars at this point today aren't that much worse. Yeah. Yeah, and they're always getting better, so, you know, at some point it won't be a different... I'm just waiting for the Star Trek future, where we live in true communism, and I can just uh, have some pizza materialized in front of me whenever I want. What I'm kind (laughs) of waiting for is, like, everything to be automated and there to be, like, a universal basic income. So Mm -hmm. it's, here's enough money for you to live happily and comfortably, and everything else is automated for you, so you can go and just do whatever you want. Which, there's, like, I don't want that... I, I, I don't want that personally. You know, there's like a lot of people who are all for that. And I don't I'm not like 100 percent on board with that, because then I feel like you're just going to create like a society of uh, like Wally. on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna, all going to be on a little floating wheelchair or little floating chairs and all weighing 500 pounds and being completely worthless. Like we can't like if the whole system crashes, we're just, you know, we're screwed. Yeah, worthless. Yeah. But some no, would say that's so I step in evolution. I could see it as a benefit of not so much uh, like providing you a way to live comfortably and this and that. If they provided food, Mm -hmm. shelter, medicine. Yeah, all the basics. The basics. Now, whenever you say medicine, whenever you say medicine, though, are you talking about medical care or just like actual medicine like in pill and injection would, form and stuff. I'd say both. I'd say medical care. Yeah. Yeah. Medical care. I don't know. It's uh, kind of a political whole... view on it, but just, just like you should be able just, to, as a kid, avoiding... break your arm and be able to get it fixed. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but the whole argument on that is it like requires somebody to perform that surgery on you. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't that person get compensated? Well, they are um, compensated. To to well, the degree that they would like to, right? Because like they they didn't break your arm. I mean, yeah, but you can make that argument with teachers. Why do teachers teach? They get trash pay, but they still do it because most of them love doing it. They love helping. People. I mean, that's a yeah. career choice issue, in my personal opinion. I think I, people just need to choose their career paths a little better. <laughs> like being a teacher sucks as far as but the pay goes. It, it does, does but we need teachers, and that's a that's a universal thing. That right. we just kind of accept at this point, and they get and trash pay, like, but they still do it. <laughs> True. If people would stop being teachers, though, they would have to like do something about it, you know. Exactly. But as long as people continue being teachers, it's not gonna. It's not well, gonna so change. I would I would make that same argument with universal health care. I know, like my sister's a nurse, 
and I know some other nurses, and they genuinely love doing it. And yeah, the pay is nice, and they're not complaining about it. But even some of them, like when they first get out of college, because I think my sister, when she first started, was making, I don't know, 16, 17 an hour, and I was making 15 at Best Buy, working half the hours, and like, I, you know, not overnights and all this stuff. And she was like, man, it kind of sucks that you're getting almost as much money as I am. And, I, and she was like, yeah, um, but I just enjoy helping people. And I'm like, well, you're a better person than me. So, yep, <laughs> I, same. I would. Like, I'm all for helping people, but, you know, it ain't going to be free. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem is because you always see, like, those utopias, like, utopian worlds where everyone's just giving things to everybody and everyone's doing their part. And I don't think that'll ever happen. I think utopia is kind of a myth. But I think we can I get agree. a lot closer than we are now. Yeah. Kind of to bring it back oh. onto, um, and, you know, get it off of political talk uh we're yeah, talking yeah. about automation I'm not even talking about it politically it's That's just, true. just dude, fucking this is more of like a, a moral thing yeah. honestly yeah, yeah. but uh kind of going back to automation you know like self-driving cars are kind of starting to become a thing i still think they're you mm -hmm. know decades off but my whole thing about self-driving cars is i don't think they can exist unless all of them are self-driving like Absolutely. if all the cars yeah. at one instance were like, all right, today's the day everyone's self-driving now, then it would work flawlessly. But the second you start mixing human drivers in with automated cars, it's not going to work. It's going to well, crash into somebody and then they're going to blame the AI. There's also the issue with our infrastructure. I was watching this guy who would take a Tesla and he was basically like reviewing its automated driving. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had a lot of issues following the, the roads because yeah. he would come across like, because uh, this is over uh, up in the northeastern uh, U U.S. And so he was, you know, they have like the trolleys and stuff and it kept wanting to drive on the trolley tracks. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's a lot of our either the either the AI needs to become smarter mm -hmm. or our infrastructure needs to be based it right. needs to be completely like reworked the, to to work with the AI so it's like yeah. you know it's easier for it to read like the the infrastructure has to have AI built into it so it can it well, built it, in mind of AI yeah 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 so it knows all the layout of the roads it knows where all the traffic jams are it knows where all the crossings are like it has to know all this stuff before it will ever become flawless but I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever actually get to full self-driving cars. No, because there's too many people that like cars. Yeah, I yeah. think that's they the like the joy of driving a car. They don't want to just sit there. Have to put their car on an automated truck to drive it to a track so they can unload it and just drive it on a track. <laughs> so right. because, because if 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 automated cars become the main thing, that's how it's going to have to be. I'm sorry, is... it just reminded me of Obama going if 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 so let me throw this you. hypothetical at you Brandon. What if, all right, it's 2034, uh, you you hop in your brand spanking new Tesla S7 and it does not exploding surprisingly. Uh, you get in, you tell it, yo, car, take me to work, and then a little steering wheel pops out, and the screen, sh the windshield turns into a screen that then puts you into an automated reality, or a, or a game, basically. That's oh, that'd be sick. Not 
you can't tell it apart from real life. You're sitting in your car. You have full access to the gear shift, the pedals, the steering wheel, all this. It looks like you're driving just in the world, and you can just go ham. You can do donuts. You can jump ramps. Okay. You can do whatever you want. And it that's feels kinda, like you're doing it, and it looks like you're doing it, and it's cool. You know, I've never had anybody put it that way, but that would actually be kind of sick. Right? And yeah. So then you're doing jumps, and then you can work. Because I don't know if you guys, Sam, uh, you, I mean, I don't know if Jeremy knows Sam. Do you yeah, know Sam? I think I've met him. Okay. Okay, so Sam went right in go-kart has... Oh, yeah. He has that, he has like a steering wheel and pedal set up at his house, and it is so much fun. So right? if it were like that... Then you know I'm I would be way more apt to do it, but they you know it has to be yeah. they it have has to, to be have something for people it. like that. Well, not even I mean it could literally just be like his steering wheel and pedal setup, and I I would have a blast. <laughs> well, I like, mean, right now I'm just driving through the mountains and the crew too. Like I'm just driving through the mount the yeah. the, the rock blah, blah blah the Rocky Mountains, having a grand old time. I've been going like seventy the whole time. <laughs> And that would be great, but they would have to cater to that audience, you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's like a whole thing of marketing, right? Like, that would be a whole marketing thing. And I think that would be a good a good idea to get way more people on board with the idea of having automate, automated driving cars and stuff like right. that. Or even, so like, I, totally I think if you pitch that. it, like, uh, you know, once they do tr- come truly self-driving, don't require any human input whatsoever, they're like, oh, get in your car. Once you get in, it doesn't even look like you're in a car. It looks like you're in a theater, and you can just watch a movie while you're yeah. getting driven to work. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people really like entertainment. I mean, that's a huge part of our lives is entertainment. I mean, look at us right right now. Yeah. I mean, think we're all, we're all playing video games right <laughs> now. Right? Yeah. Like, if you just sell it as uh, tired of sitting in traffic on your way to work, well, now enjoy PewDiePie's new videos and full surround sound, and then you're just at work when you get out, when you get done. Like. <laughs> Like and that would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be really Not good. There or close. No. <laughs> I Not do. Yet. I do think just because again, I believe humans are stupid. Um, if we do ever get to full self-driving, it will be so much safer than humans driving. Yes. Oh, so absolutely. Oh, but it, but it's got to be to rains. a point. Oh God! Or like we live in Texas. We live in Texas, so we know, dude. Anytime, people, anytime there's any kind of slight weather, people are just brain dead. They lose their minds. I'm like, what are we doing? Well, and it's it's not even like they don't know how to drive. I mean, they don't know how to drive on rain, but it's like they get more aggressive because some people do go a little bit slower when it's raining. So then the others go faster and try to cut around them because they're like, God, people are going so slow. That's me. That's me. I'm I know it is. Me too. I know it's so both of you. <laughs> Cause they I'm, do. I'm like, it's, raining. it's just water. It's not going to kill you. How to drive in the rain. Like just drive normally and you'll be fine. Like, okay, just... but in that situation, you're the bad driver. Just say, <laughs> You can't I mean, argue. Yeah, yeah I was I mean, about to say, don't argue. The, the problem is, is people who want to drive slow don't drive slow in the right lane. That's, that's the true, problem. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, I, like, I, that's the only time I get irritated. Otherwise, I totally understand. Yeah. Oh, but there's one thing I don't understand, and that's it's just raining. It's just raining, right? Visibility is perfect, and people are driving with their hazards on. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can see you, dude. Like, your hazards aren't helping. You're just wearing out light bulbs. Stop yeah. it. Well, yeah. on the kind of on the flip side of that, of another reckless driver is if everyone is going ten over the speed limit, but that one dude is going ten under, 
That yeah. one dude is the bad driver in that situation. Yep. Oh yeah. So it's far Don't be that important, guy. It's far more important to go with the flow of traffic than to be the one that they're having to, you know, dodge around because you're going so slow. <laughs> yep. Don't be that guy. Oh yeah. Drive with the flow of traffic is huge, dude. I think a lot of people need to like redo driving ed and that's yeah. how we need to teach it. Like it doesn't matter what the speed limit is, just oh, go yeah. with the flow, bro. Go with the speed limit yeah. if you're the only follow one on the road, traffic. but follow everyone else. You know how your mom always told you not to jump off a bridge if everyone else was? In this situation, jump off the bridge. <laughs> There's probably an apocalypse or something going on. You don't know. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Brent? Uh oh. Yeah, we we won't get to a point of having effective self-driving cars until every single one of them is a self-driving car and every single one of them communicates with each other yeah. and with the signals and everything like that. Well, but Brandon, if yep. they're self-driving, they don't need signals because they're talking uh, yeah, to Yeah, I mean, that, a huge but, thing. But, but... One thing with self-driving cars, if we had like, if we had like full automation, there would be no stoplights. Yeah, you'd just go but down. Or stop signs or anything. It would be a constant well, yeah, flow, and it would be beautiful. I mean, pedestrians on highways, can yes. get out of the way. <laughs> they could dodge. But no, we would have no stoplights because all of the auto- all of the cars yeah. would just communicate with each other. I mean, that would be. I mean, they awesome, would still, dude. you know, they'd still stop at some crossing lanes if they need to. No, they would just slow down and no, time no, no, it. No, perfectly. no, no. I'm saying, like Brandon's saying, for pedestrians. Like, they'd stop at pedestrian uh, crossings. Uh, or we would just build bridges over, you know, the little... That's what I think. I think we would just, like... It goes back to the point of it would have to be built... The yeah. infrastructure would have, have to, to be built, built yeah, yeah. with AI. Yeah. Like, it well, could and be... So this is a situation, I think, where competition is not a good thing. Because, like we're saying, for self-driving to really work, it has to be an all-encompassing system. One system that, that would... all works together. And if you're trying to set that up between yeah. multiple companies and multiple cities, it's not going to happen. It's just not. Or, or you create Skynet in car form. Yeah, that's true. Which I'm down. <laughs> Let the robots take over, honestly. They do better. Yeah, they're smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of crazy yeah. how uh, there are some AI that humans have built that are smarter than some humans? Oh, yeah. It's one of those things that kind of blows my mind. It's, I mean, they, well, it's all, it's, the problem is abstract thought, though. Um, yeah, that's true. A, like, robots and AI and stuff don't have the ability to think abstractly yeah. and, like, come up with their own concepts. Well, like, and even... Why the, way the fuck we do, do we need them to? That's true. We don't, but that's the problem, right? Because if you, if you teach them to do one thing, they're going to do one thing to, perfect, to perfection, to a fault. Yeah, but they can't, you know, they can't consider the, well, what if your one thing might kill a person? But yeah, only like ten percent chance, and <laughs> like I'll take those chances. Like, yeah, that's fine. Fair Screw enough. the humans. We don't need yeah. them. We only need the one that does our firmware updates, and <laughs> we're good to go. Oh, get. there was one thing I saw recently that I wanted to talk about. If we want to get off the topic of uh, of AI yeah, and stuff, go for it. Unless we y'all have, need... unless. So just yeah, since we're yeah we're running... I was say, we're about to wrap it up here in ten minutes. All or right, so, but did you guys me. see uh, the? Uh, r slash anti-work moderator on fox yeah. news oh dude. my god that was tragic oh my god that was so oh, bad. i was like oh dude why like, why did it have to be this guy why Come would on. you go on like why would how, you go on fox news how do you think you're that self-important <laughs> well i mean reddit fox moderator news, 
Well, Fox News is going to be a trap, dude. Any mainstream media outlet is going to be a trap yeah, unless they're, they're all for whatever you're doing. Especially and since just they're, like, it, like, they're like, we can pin this guy as the face of this whole anti-work movement. Yeah, and he's yeah. definitely kind of stupid and doesn't know how to handle interviews. So we can make well, him like, look bad. That's the guy that everybody thinks of whenever they think of Reddit. Like, that's yeah. the guy that everybody pictures. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against him, but... Yeah, I mean, you should have. It's you just like, not, have, not have gone on. To... Could we have picked somebody better, maybe, or just like not gone on at all? Like, I feel like that would have been a great move. Yeah, right. definitely shouldn't have gone on. And I think I read something like all the other moderators of the subreddit were telling him like, "Don't do this. This is a bad idea." Because I no, think they, they all him. did. They I thought they all got yeah, like, they a request and were like, "No, don't do this." No, they they straight. From what I understand, they picked him. God, that man. I don't know. I'm just like, it makes me gross. It makes me feel gross about it. I'm like, not good. Not a good time. No. All right. Well, on that kind of sad, depressing Reddit note. (laughs) Yeah. uh, On that sidle note. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you guys need to wrap up before we post this to the internet forever? Uh, thanks for so. thank thank you to everybody who listens and watches everybody I've recommended to and who's given me feedback. I, oh, yeah. I appreciate all of that. Oh yeah, I mean that like getting topic ideas uh, is something That's I huge. think would be awesome. Like if we yeah. ever get to the point where we have a you know even cup tens of people listening <laughs> that can just ask us questions, that'd be awesome. Be a great time. Yeah, we ought to once we uh, make a uh, social media accounts and stuff, we'll do like Q and A's. That'd be really good, I think. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Be, uh, Something to involve people who listen. Yeah, so we stop talking about video games so much. <laughs> yeah, just so people are aware, we are, you know, we are thinking of ways to um, involve listeners more. Yeah, it would be yeah. a great time. Well, with that note, awesome. guys, Yeah. we're going to call it so I can go prep for D&D real quick. Uh, you guys have a great week. And tune back in next week for more great content. Goodbye.